Episode 1, Tackling Taboo, One Sexual Assault at a Time. Andrea and I have been working on our pod for a couple of months, trying to identify the tone, topics, and an outline while writing episodes. This is a total break from our standard format. It's crucial our stories are told during this pivotal time in America. So many strong, courageous, brave women and men have told their stories in unity with the Kavanaugh accusers. So this is going to be a raw stream of consciousness type of documentation about my feelings right now, surrounding my truth, my story, my journey, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I got the police report today and, well, I guess I should first sum up what had happened. On prom night my senior year in spring of 2003, I went to prom with a friend that didn't attend our school. He went on with his night. I went to an after party at a good friend's house. Let's call her S. We hung out at her house all the time. We all changed into comfy clothes, sweatpants, pajamas. This is April in Minnesota, so it's cold. Think maroon and gold and red solar cups. You've been there. We're drinking and doing all the debaucherous shit that cool kids, well, cool in quotes, are doing in 2003 in a small town. There's nothing going on. But seriously, what 18-year-old has something going on? Like, it's not fucking Gossip Girl. You don't have anything to do, so you can picture it. A night of drinking after prom. We go outside because someone is smoking. It's cold. B and I get into his truck. I've known him for years. We're not friends, but we ran in the same circles. So I got in his truck. I remember that. I was drunk. So that will be the first thing that is used to discount me. I know. I was drunk. I should say it a few more times. I was drunk. I fully admit that I was drunk. So we're outside. It's cold. We get in B's truck. We're going to call him B for the sake of anonymity, even though the piece of shit doesn't deserve anonymity. Anyhow, I got into his truck. Apparently, there was an impression on him that I was interested in getting into his truck for something other than just warming up from the elements. The thought was that it was sexual in nature. I remember some rough kissing. I more dramatically remember trying to push his weight off of me from the passenger side back over to the driver's side. I remember him pawing at my clothes. I remember him getting his hands down my pants. I remember him taking his penis out. I remember him shoving my head down toward his penis. I remember kicking. I remember screaming. I remember hitting. I remember getting the door open just enough that my screams were heard. At that time, he tried to leave with me in his truck. And thank God, the God that I don't believe in, that S's parents had the presence of mind to lock the gate on their driveway. It's just as fortunate that I was at a house with a locked gate with a fucking moat. Uh, Just as miraculous and incredible is that the parents had the presence of mind to know that it's prom. Kids are stupid as hell and they're irresponsible, naive, and some of them are fucking predators. They closed the gate, so he was stuck at the gate. And at that point, people had heard me and they had come running down the lengthy driveway. People arrived and started banging on on the locked doors. So somebody, his name is Jay, smashed a window in. At the time, I was able to get out and I was taken into the house, into a bathroom where I sobbed uncontrollably, repeating, he tried to rape me, 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 as people kept asking me what was going on. And I spoke with the police for a little bit and I was put to bed. I can't recall the exact questions from the police, but they were very basic in nature. Essentially, what's your name? How old are you? Oh, you're 18. I don't need to bring you to your parents. Go to sleep is basically what I remember. This was in 2003. I wake up the next day and everybody is angry at me. And I'm just thinking, what the hell? What happened? 
Why is everybody angry at me? People were angry at me because I went to sleep after being sexually assaulted and the cops were there and the cops stationed themselves down the road and said if anybody were to leave before 11 a.m. the next day that they would be pulled over, given a breathalyzer, and arrested if there was a single trace of alcohol on their breath. There were hangover pancakes to be eaten, pictures to be developed, and I stood in their way. I sat there in silence for hours, desperately wanting to leave and take a shower. I didn't have my car, so I had to wait for a ride. So I wake up to people furious at me. B was gone. He was taken by the police back to his parents, not the police station. J was gone. He was taken back to his parents, not to a police station. I got the police report this fall. The police report doesn't include me. I can't even believe what the police report actually says. I shouldn't be surprised whatsoever considering the political climate that we're in, the comments I've seen from loved ones, friends, family, strangers. It's nothing like what the Kavanaugh accusers are going through, and I totally understand that. But there are too many similarities to not share my story. The Kavanaugh accusers are just trying to tell their truths. And those that are supporting Kavanaugh want to desperately cling to the notion that men, men aren't capable of doing these things without a big monstrous set of horns sticking out from their heads as an alert that they have this behavior in their past. And that's just wrong. Somebody can be a monster for a night or for a half hour or and maybe it shouldn't even define the rest of their lives. But if it defines or it changes the trajectory of a victim or a survivor, why should they get a free pass? So here's what the actual police report says. Officer Graff responded to the above address for a vandalism report. Comp son, so I assume that means complainant's son. So the complainant's son being B's dad, um, Comp son was at a prom party at the above address. Over the night, Comp's truck was keyed and passenger side window was smashed. Suspect admitted doing the damage, so Jay admitted that he was doing the damage because he was angry um, at B, they used his last name here, but at B, um, because he was with a girl, me, the girl. So he was mad that B was with a girl in a truck. So being with a girl in the truck with an incident of sexual assault and attempted rape, as I described there's no mention of, of it in this police report. He goes on to say, Suspect admitted he was doing the damage because he was angry B was with a girl. Complainant agreed to work with parents of other juvenile, J, for repair of the truck. By the way, B was not a juvenile. He was 18 years old. Parents of suspect J, juvenile, also agreed to pay for the damage. Both juveniles, again, B was 18, were drinking and were turned over to their parents. No charges at this time. Chemical incident contact completed, end quote. That's the report. That's it. I'm a girl. I'm a girl, which was a catalyst for auto damage, which was a catalyst for the cops to be called, for a report to be made, but for no charges to be filed. And every single one of my friends was lost overnight. That's what happened. But you would not know that from the police report. My name was mentioned in the pol my name wasn't even mentioned in the police report of my sexual assault. And that police report, that's evidence. 
I have acquaintances, peers from back then at that party that I could contact and would corroborate that an incident happened. But they weren't in that truck with me. They don't know what happened. They only know two people that were in that truck. The only two people that know what happened in that truck are myself and my attacker. In April of 2003, I was almost raped. I was sexually assaulted and I lost all of my friends overnight. But I don't have any evidence of this. I only have what has changed every facet of me as evidence. But the people at the party don't know what happened. My parents don't know what happened. People know of it. They've heard of it. They've forgotten it. There's a report that slightly alludes to it, but there isn't any evidence. I carry the evidence with me every day in the way that I look at the world, at the way that I parent my children. But there is absolutely no evidence that this person did this to me. But he did. There's one critical difference between my Kavanaugh and Christine Blassie Ford's real Kavanaugh. Well, other than my attacker isn't being interviewed for the highest court in the land, there is evidence in the form of Mark Judge. He was there. We need to hear from Mark Judge. I reached out to B a few weeks ago. I told him I knew he did it, and he replied, which is kind of shocking in its own right. I didn't expect him to reply. I wasn't looking for him to reply. I sent him a message for me. I needed to clear the air. I needed him to share with me the experience that I had. So this fall, I sent him a message that said, I wonder if this will feel like the other shoe dropping or if you're painfully unaware still of what you did after senior prom at S's house. It took me years to see what you did as the abuse that it actually was. I was so ashamed and blinded by the ignorance of our peers. Now, as an adult, I know how wrong it was for you to try to leave me in, with your or in your truck after your sexual advances didn't go the way you intended. I'm not looking for an apology. I don't even need a response. In fact, I'm fine if you just block me. Why am I writing you? Because you need to know you sexually assaulted me. There's nothing that you could do or say to make up for that. The statute of limitations has long since passed. So I hope you look at your actions that night with Shane, yes, but I also hope that you grow your understanding of your contribution to a sexual assault. I carried the burden of shame for 14 years. I hope that night was your first and last time as a predator. I won't carry the shame around any longer. I place that shame with you where it belongs. In my shock, he replied the next day. B says, I am extremely sorry for how you feel the evening went and how you've felt since that time. That is a pretty serious allegation that I do not agree with. I can assure you that I am not a predator or ever was one. However, no woman should ever be taken advantage of or disrespected the way you are portraying me. I'm not really sure what you want from this. Maybe it's good to get it out there and let me know how you felt over time. I know I can't change how you feel about that situation. So, like you said, all I can do is apologize for how you think that evening went. I wish you no more harm in life. B. My reply to that. I'm not looking for an apology or even for you to take responsibility. Telling you how I felt was for me. I was the one that took shit for your window getting broken because you wouldn't let me out of your truck. I was blamed that the police were called. That's bullshit. And that's on everyone's shoulders. I wanted to tell you that I knew what happened in your truck. It was wrong. You should have handled things differently. My friends should have handled things differently. The cops should have handled things differently. 
I'm just fucking glad S's dad had the presence of mind to lock that gate. What terrifies me is what would have happened if that gate had been opened. A few notes. Both B and I were 18. As I said before, he was not a juvenile. Jay was 17, so he was a juvenile. Why wasn't B brought to jail for his sexual assault? I don't know. Now that I have the police report in hand, they didn't even take note of the sexual assault. Um, I don't know why they didn't. And I would love to find out if the officers are still on the force. I am in communication with the Force Lake Police Office um, to try to get more information uh, pertaining to the reports that they actually have on file. This has been Tackling Taboo, an episode in which I decided to share my story to help break the taboo. If you have any stories you'd like to share, please contact us at smtaboo on Twitter. That's at smtaboo on Twitter. Thank you for listening to this special Tackling Taboo episode. Please subscribe and keep an eye out for new topics such as cannibalism, necrophilia, public executions, miscarriage, and so much more. Thanks again.